हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट एटीन सिविल सोसाइटीज सोशल मूवमेंट्स एनजीओस एंड वॉलेंट्री एक्शन इन रिसेंट टिकेट्स देयर हैज बीन अ टोटल रीथिंकिंग ऑफ द डेवलपमेंटल स्ट्रेटजीज वी एडॉप्टेड इन द पोस्ट इंडिपेंडेंस पीरियड this rethinking has been partly stimulated by the still persisting socio economic problems of both rural and urban masses as well as the neglected tribes of the hilly regions these development strategies have not only failed to solve the problems of poverty illiteracy and health insecurities but also instead added newer problems to the existing list of issues in attempting for an introspection as to what went wrong with the whole exercise invariably the state emerges as the anti-hero at the end of most of the analysis the state centric developmental approach followed by the post colonial indian state has been held accused for all the misadventures though the development has been carried out within the ideological framework of as well as the functioning of a vibrant democratic indian polity the central role given to the state and its bureaucracy in the development project seems to have precluded any real democratic participation of the masses the local communities whose living space has been the site of developmental activity though it was in their names it was not in their interest critics complain this is the historical background which we is seeing the emergence of many new social movements and voluntary sectors focusing on specific issues for the furtherance of the values of democracy a resurgence of the category of civil society has been the response to these experimental developments from the domain of theoreticians the eclipse of civil society due to the towering figure of the state is held to be responsible for the developmental approach not reaching its proclaimed destination of the welfare of the masses so a revival of and reconstruction of an active civil society supposed to be a precondition for the realization of true democracy and development are advocated by the proponent of such views in this unit we will attempt to look into the conceptual as well as the practical issues 
that inform this kind of alternative framework of development and democracy. Now let us move to the next point, civil society changing notions. The contemporary hype about civil society has been caused by the breakup of the socialist regimes in Russia and Eastern Europe and the revival of the tagline tradition of celebrating the associational pluralism in the US. It has been summarized that the Soviet type experiments have failed because of the absence of civil society in such states. Civil society has been hailed as the property of the liberal democratic states and a flourishing civil society has been considered as the precondition for the existence of democracy. The concept of civil society has an interesting history. It has always been a part of liberal democratic theories. The liberal notion conceives of civil society as a sphere independent of what to be protected by the state wherein the rights bearing individuals are free to pursue their private interest in free association with others. This definition reduces civil society to that of free market or free economy. Later liberals like J.S. Mill and Alexis D. Trukulin conceived civil society as a domain of social associations which would check the excesses of the state. They were concerned about the growing power of the state and held the view that without active social associations even democracies could become despotic regimes. The early Marxist conception of civil society is one which plays a facilitating role for the functioning of the capitalist economy delimits the scope of civil society too much, but it was successful in its attack on Hegel for subordinating the civil society to the state. Hegel saw in civil society the mediated domain where the particular interest of the individual and the universal interest of the state could be reconciled in producing an ethical basis for the modern society. Hegel was concerned about the loss of morality in modern society due to the non-availability of traditional community relations to the modern humans. However, civil society characterized by its particular tendencies, if left alone, will destroy itself. So, in Hegel's view, though the civil society embodies the unique achievement of modernity, that of the individual, it has to be organized and institutionalized through the state.
Gramsci deepened our understanding of the civil society by extending the Marxist logic instead of depicting civil society as only embodying the practices of production and exchange relations. The Gramscian notion characterizes it as a set of social relations that stand between the individual and the state. Consent is produced for the dominance of the state through the hegemonizing impulses of the various institutions, practices and the concomitant myths and symbols at the site of the civil society. Gramsci claims that a hegemonized civil society or captive civil society is responsible for revolutions not taking place even under the classic cases of the presence of required economic crisis. According to Gramsci, hegemony is a strategy which could very well become a property of the proletariat and the subaltarian masses. In his revolutionary strategy, Gramsci demands an alliance of all the opponents of the Burgess to be led by the proletariat. This alliance, Gramsci argues, should hegemonize the civil society in order to change and reorder the political society. The political implication of the Gramscian notion seems to be crucial. Though historically the space provided by the civil society has been appropriated and hegemonized by the dominant classes, it suggests possibilities for the reappropriation of civil society by other social actors as well. However, in recent times, theorists like Partha, Chatterjee and Sudipta Kaviraj have given interesting arguments regarding civil society in the third world countries in general and India in particular. They point out the fallibility and incompatibility of the western ideas and forms of governance that have been imposed through colonial intervention. At the same time, this imposition for quite a long time has initiated various processes in their attempt to introduce political modernity in these societies. So, the western notions of the state and civil society are not useful categories in understanding the Indian situation, since the nature of these institutions have become substantially different from those of their European counterparts. The uncritical application of the concepts of state and civil society to evaluate the Indian situation has caused many distortions. They view with skepticism the attempts of those scholars who are privileging 
the civil society by decrying the dominant role of the state. According to them, the state is in India is less extensive than those its western counterparts. Using the western critique of the state to argue for the withdrawal of the state is spurious. Partha Chatterjee hopes to understand the Indian situation by devising a new concept called political society, distinguishing it from civil society. He attributes the rise of various forms of populism within Indian democracy to ev the evolution of political society, by which he signifies the special relationship between the state and the masses. Kavira's final statement about the debate on civil society is quite instructive, which is as follows. It is in the nature of the problem that the debates about civil society remain inconclusive, but these are not for that reason fruitless. After all, all debates form parts of a collective reflection on the nature of the conditions which political democracy requires to take root and flourish. Precisely because of its elusiveness and interactability, the idea of civil society in the third world forces us to think about the social terrain behind the explicit political institutions and try to explicate what happens in that essential but relatively dark analytic space. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.